Welcome to The Shit Show. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. That's totally awkward random. Kia ora, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Shit Show. As always, I am joined by Nicholas, my brother, who this week I received an email saying, love what you do, Luce, and your hot-sounding brother. And I just thought, yuck. <laughs> and I just thought, my DMs are open. <laughs> <laughs> No, I forwarded, I forwarded it on to Nick. I think I actually sent it to our family group chat and mum would have been like, oh my God, yes, let's set him up. Like, give me some grandkids. Yep, I'm 26, so it's time to settle down. <laughs> I thought it's, it's always good to get a nice um, a nice compliment in the, in the inbox, isn't it? So a bit of a highlight highlight of your week, I'm assuming. Yeah, absolutely was. I love a good review, especially one like that. And if any of you guys listening ever have reviews, feel free to leave them either on the Apple Podcast app or email them to me. I love to read them. Now, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Instead of bringing four different news stories this week, we are just going to be diving into Travis Scott and the Astroworld tragedy because there's a lot to unpack there. It's it's worth more than just, you know, a short sort of story and amongst four other ones. So we thought we'd do a bit of a deep dive. Now, it's probably a good time just to warn you that it does get quite explicit. We obviously talk about death and and violence and suffocation and even needles and injections. So if you don't want to listen to that, that is fair enough. We're going to be going through two stories about the weirdest thing we saw on the internet this week, which are nice and sort of light. And you can just stop after that if you like. Hey, Nick. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Nick, with that, I'd like you to just ease us in with your weirdest thing that you saw on the internet this week. Yeah. So, Lucy, I'm not sure if you're aware, but at the moment there's a big climate conference going on in uh, Scotland. Glasgow. Glasgow. (laughs) Joe Biden was in attendance, and so was Prince Charles' wife, Camilla Parker Bowles. Now, she hit the headlines (laughs) this week (laughs) saying that Joe Biden broke wind in front of her. I she, love she this quote, story. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It was long and loud and impossible to ignore. Camilla hasn't stopped talking about it. <laughs> Honestly, I love this story and I wrote about it in the newsletter this morning because it's really funny watching shit like this play out on Instagram in our comments because like the weirdest shit will be sort of controversial. You know, like this is quite a light story, obviously. And then there was sort of people coming in the comments being like, well, you should be talking about climate and COP26 and emissions. And I was just sitting there thinking like, can you not see that via this story, you're all now thinking about climate change and COP and emissions? Yeah, so it was really a big brain move by Joe Biden there talking about... um Trying to get people talking about greenhouse gases in his, his own yeah. special little way, I guess. Joe Biden, master of PR. I thought this was an excellent story. I was actually really hoping you'd bring it to the table this week. He's playing 40 chess and we can't handle it. Luce, what's the weirdest thing you saw on the internet this week? The weirdest thing also has to do with American politics. Um, Big Bird made 
Lots of Republicans mad this week. Now, this all started when Big Bird tweeted about getting the vaccine and Republicans like Ted Cruz all sort of lost their shit, like saying stuff like, this is, you know, government propaganda for your five-year-olds, like as if your fucking five-year-olds are on Twitter for one. But also like Ted Cruz, bigger fish to fry than Big Bird, bigger birds to fry than Big Bird. But um, it's quite... It's quite funny, you know, we were just saying that um, Joe Biden farting was a master PR move because the press sort of got a hold of it and, it and it made this light story bring attention to, you know, climate change, quite a heavy story. Uh, Lucy, I don't think I don't think it was on purpose. <laughs> I don't think Joe Biden did do it no, on purpose. No, he definitely did. He's got a master PR team behind him. No, Nick, I absolutely <laughs> know he didn't do it on purpose, but... I reckon Sesame Street, Big Bird. I mean, you can't calculate these things. It's another master PR move because it's this really light story that's still getting, like, one, the message out, if you're in the sort of echo chamber that I'm in, that Ted Cruz is an idiot, and two, the message out that, like, you should be getting the vaccine. I'm sure to the right... Well, obviously, the message that Big Bird displayed um, just made them saying, this is propaganda for children. Like, are we advertising drugs to children now? But they are silly. And Big Bird has actually been talking about vaccines and promoting vaccines since 1972, which is, you know, it's not a new thing for him. He's a legend. I saw one comment that said um, Big Bird is a communist, so um, that's good. <laughs> Mic drop, Big Bird's sure. a communist, like no context needed. Yeah, I'm not sure how that relates to getting a vaccine in the arm, but yeah, cool. It's that's really, really funny. Look, Nick, it's a reach. I mean, we know that people will just, they'll just reach for anything these days. Stop the show! Stop the show! Stop the show! Stop the show! It's time that we get into our main sort of story this week, which is what really happened at the Travis Scott Astro World concert. And and Nick, how did you find out about this? Uh, I found out about it just scrolling on Twitter. Um, yeah. Sort of as as a as it happened, you start to see reports of deaths or people unconscious at at a Travis Scott concert, and as the evening rolled on, it just got worse and worse and worse. It did. I saw my, the main place that I saw this really being uncovered was on TikTok, which is probably like what I use in place of your Twitter. And so last Friday at around nine thirty p.m. Eight people were killed and hundreds were hurt um, after crowds rushed towards the stage during Travis Scott's concert at his Astroworld Music Festival. So the people that died, their ages ranged from 14 years old to 27 years old, which is really, just really young. And this was like for eight people within this crowd to have died and for Travis Scott to have continued performing for as long as he did, which we will get into, is just, it's really heartbreaking and quite mind-blowing to me. So at least 25 people were hospitalised after suffering serious injuries amidst all of this chaos. And it's actually just come out today that there's a nine-year-old in a coma in hospital right now. 
So just for a bit of context, Travis Scott founded Astro World, which is a music festival, in 2018. So not only was he sort of performing there, the whole festival, his name's attached to, it's been running for a few years now. And what actually happened was Travis got on stage and the crowd, like Nick, you know when you're in a mosh pit and the crowd start to surge and push And it just was a really, I mean, he's been known to sort of evoke, um, he calls his fans rages sometimes, like evoke this kind of behavior in the crowds. But this was a really intense one where the crowd was like, there was like 50,000 people at this festival or something. And they were just surging towards Travis Scott, which obviously in turn caused people to fall over. And then once you're down, it's very difficult to get back up, especially with that many people. So one concert goer actually said that as soon as Travis jumped out on the stage, it was like an energy took over and everything went haywire. All of a sudden, your ribs are being crushed. You have someone's arm in your neck. You're trying to breathe, but you can't. There was actually an ICU nurse in the crowd who had been trampled. She'd passed out and then she'd been lifted over the fence. And then once she sort of recovered, she started helping people. And she realized that, like, as she was trying to help people, that there were maybe four medics helping while she was there. And one of them didn't even know how to check for a pulse. Um, There was only about four people doing CPR. and, And, like, at this time, there were about three to four people in cardiac arrest and there was only one AED machine. So, So it just sounds like... The preparation, despite what I'm about to get into and the the fact that this has actually sort of happened before, the preparation just wasn't there to handle anything like this. Yeah, it sounds like the concert organisers were woefully underprepared, especially in terms of the the medical response. Like, Mm. I've had to do first aid courses for my job. So even I know how to check a pulse and do basic CPR Mm. and things like that. So for the medics... Quite inexcusable. Absolutely, for the for the medics at an event mm. like this to to not have those skills, like that's strike one. Exactly. Now, while all of this was happening, while people were you know falling unconscious and being trampled, Travis played on, which is one of the biggest sort of problems. Obviously, aside from that, there was deaths, but it was that Travis continued to play. So there have been lots and lots of of videos on social media that are actually really, really hard to watch of fans pleading for help and and Travis at times stopping and acknowledging the fans crying for help. Like there's times where the crowd is like silent except for people being like, stop the show and and please help. And and he would just each time sort of keep restarting a woman actually got on stage and pleaded with the camera crew and there's a video of it um for for travis to stop the show and help she was literally saying like there's someone who's died in there there's someone dying you need to you need to stop and he continued playing for about 40 minutes after you know the initial something's going quite wrong drake actually even got on stage and performed like during all of this chaos so it's just I don't know. He stopped multiple times, but then each time he continued on until about like, yeah, 40 minutes after all of this began. And then, then he stopped the set, but it just, it just wasn't quick enough. Nick, have you seen some of the videos of people like pleading? Yeah. I was going to say, if you're listening to this and haven't seen any of those videos, I wouldn't go and try and find them. They're really difficult to watch. I've, I've watched Mm. a few and I've, yeah, I I had to stop watching. It was, it was Mm. incredibly hard to see. 
I think you've got an, you'll get all the information that you need from hopefully this podcast and this this rundown without having to go because it's heavy without having to go on and look at the videos yourself. For anybody that's been to a concert, you know what these things are like. You know, like mm. I've I've been to plenty of concerts where even me, like I'm I'm an average sized dude, and even I get pushed around and moved and getting into some pretty uncomfortable positions in these concerts. I will flat out refuse to go to a mosh pit. I'm about five foot and I get quite claustrophobic. So if I can't see a way out, it just it freaks me out. And one time I went to Taylor Swift when I was, I don't know, I would have been like 15 or something. And I was at the front row and she came down the front and like we all got to touch her hands. But as everyone was like surging to the front, people's arms were over my neck and I couldn't breathe because both the arms were like pushing against my neck just to touch her hand and I remember thinking Lucy this isn't for you but it's like you should be able to go to a concert and enjoy it you should be able to go to a concert and not be scared of dying so so Travis Scott obviously he has a lot to answer for and and he hasn't really done so yet. I mean, straight after it, he did sort of apologize without apologizing um, in this statement on Twitter. I'm absolutely devastated by what took place last night. My prayers go out to the families and all those impacted by what happened at Astro World Festival. Houston PD has my total support as I continue to look into the tragic loss of life. I am committed to working together with the Houston community to heal and support the families in need. Thank you to the Houston PD, Fire Department and NRG Park for their immediate response and support. Love you all. And then after that, he posted an Instagram video which was basically basically a video of him it kind of looked like he'd just woken up and he was just saying like anytime he could see something going on he'd stop the show and let them get the help they need but obviously he stopped and then continued um he said he's devastated about what happened and he could never imagine anything like this happening which is interesting because obviously you never envisioned this to happen however similar things have happened at some of his shows before which again I'll get into soon I do just want to um make note that Travis Scott has said he's going to pay for the funerals for the eight people who have died and he is offering full refunds to all attendees Now, Kylie Jenner was also with Travis Scott, and really interestingly, and kind of like in hindsight, really scarily, her Instagram stories on the night showed the um, ambulances in the crowd, like with their lights blaring. Did you see this, Nick? No, I didn't see that. It was just, she took it down, like not, not soon enough that all the Twitter sleuths had already seen it and seen what was going on now it's not it's not strange to have ambulances at a concert or like in amongst the pit but it was just eerie because their lights were on and and, and with hindsight everyone knew what happened Kylie has also come out and said Travis and I are broken and devastated I want to make it clear we weren't aware of any fatalities until the news came out after the show and no world would have continued filming or performing that's because the show was also live streamed which is just another another element now Travis obviously it's not Travis Scott's fault that this happened like explicitly it's not like he went and did this himself or intended for this to happen we know that but there is a level of responsibility when it's your festival and your name is all over it and and like it's not even the first festival that you've hosted 
The Houston Police Department Chief Troy Finner actually said that he visited Travis personally before his performance on Friday, um, showing concerns about the size of the crowd. He said, I expressed my concerns regarding public safety and that in my 31 years of law enforcement experience, I've never seen a time with more challenges facing citizens of all ages to include a global pandemic and social tension throughout the nation. He asked Travis Scott and his team to work with the Houston PD for all these events over the weekend and to be really mindful of his social media messaging on any unscheduled events. So sort of like preempting that something could ha- happen and wanting to wanting to to make sure that they were prepared, I guess. And and I mean obviously they weren't prepared for what happened, but I think he was making a general statement about the state of the world, the unrest, the divide, you know. Yeah, well the the state of the world is an interesting point to mention because for many people this will have been their first concert back after the pandemic as well mm. so there's lots of energy there's lots of energy in the crowd and people are really wanting to to let some things out and just yeah make up for lost time in a way i guess so yeah it's, it... it's very ominous that the police department chief did have concerns about this as before the show and the, the show still went ahead with this inadequate preparation, I guess. Exactly. Now, this isn't the first time, as I've been alluding to throughout this segment, um, that something like this has happened at a Travis Scott show, which I think is important context to to give. It's also not the first time that something like this has happened to a music festival. You can go and read about, you know, tragedies that have happened like um, 1999 Woodstock. There's, there's, there's a host of other things that have happened, but none as modern as this. But Travis Scott is is known for his wild shows and he has been in trouble before for inciting dangerous behaviour in the past at his shows. So in 2015, he was charged with disorderly conduct after encouraging fans in Chicago to ignore security and rush the stage. Two years later, he spotted a fan hanging from a venue's second-story balcony and tried to persuade them to jump. At that same concert, a 27-year-old fan was actually paralyzed after being pushed off a third-floor balcony, and they sued Travis Scott um, after that. Then, in 2019, hundreds of fans again rushed the Astro World barriers, with three people going to hospital with minor injuries. Police wrote on Twitter, now noting that this is at the exact same festival, that this event was understaffed and that promoters did not plan sufficiently for the large crowds. The statement was later deleted, but I mean, they obviously did, didn't learn. So that statement was from 2019. Mm, at the exact same festival saying, you know, that the police had concerns about the size of the crowds. Wow. I know. So that's that's a bit of a rundown of what happened, the reaction from Travis himself, sort of some of the initial concerns from people that have been at this festival before, been in the organisation side of it, and also concerns from the police. Nick, what is going on now? I want to know sort of who's who's getting in trouble or who's being sort of held to account and like are the police on it? I've heard about needles and injections. I know there's a lot more to sort of discuss. Yeah, so about the needles, this question was was sort of raised after a security guard claimed to have felt a prick in his neck then became unconscious quickly after. So throughout September and October, Rumours about injection spiking in nightclubs began circulating in the UK after photos of 
alleged bruised injection sites went viral. So people being being injected in nightclubs. Yeah, yeah, rather than having their drinks spiked. Yeah. Um, so police in the UK are yet to confirm that spiking injections even exist, although they have arrested a small number of people in connection with these claims, but haven't charged any. Regarding these UK claims, a medical toxicologist and addiction specialist has said that it would be very difficult logistically to inject a large number of people at a show. Um, They said it would not be easy to do. Anyone who administers medications knows giving someone an injection like this is very obvious and usually painful, and it's not something that can be done stealthily. Injecting someone in the neck is difficult, adding that the drug would likely hit a muscle, not a vein, meaning it would take longer to work through the body. In addition to this, an attendee of the Astroworld Festival and an ICU nurse, Madeline Eskins, told the Rolling Stone magazine that she didn't see anything to suggest that people were being spiked with injections. Um, They're trying to blame drugs, and I will level with you. I don't think this was caused by drug use, she told the magazine. Could it have been a contributing factor? Sure. Will they find drugs in the bodies of those who passed away? Maybe but people were getting suffocated. So it looks like although the Houston police are following this line of inquiry, it doesn't seem likely that this was a major contributing factor to the deaths at Astroworld. Yeah, so the police, I've also read that they're obviously looking into it, and they're looking into it because of, what what drug was it, Narcan? Narcan, yeah. That um, they gave the security guard, which you typically give to people that have overdosed to reverse the effects, which is why they're looking into it. But what um, the ICU nurse that you were just quoting was saying was that this shouldn't be used as like an excuse or a scapegoat for why any of these other people died. Absolutely. And it it makes sense for the Houston Police Department to at least look into this as well. Yeah. And have there been um, many lawsuits? I know we've read like some differing accounts. What's going on with the actual law? Yeah, so as of the recording of this episode on Wednesday afternoon New Zealand time, Billboard have reported that 19 lawsuits have been filed with the Harris County District Court in Texas. All of them have named Live Nation, which was the organiser as defendants, and many have also gone after Travis Scott himself. Uh, one festival goer is seeking at least a million dollars from Live Nation, Travis Scott and Drake too, saying Drake joined Scott as a surprise guest and helped incite the crowd to a level that was out of control. For context, Drake came onto the stage at 10pm, 30 minutes after Travis stopped the show for the first time, uh, the, the time where he briefly pointed out the ambulance moving through the crowd. 20 minutes after an official mass casualty event was declared by the Houston Police Department, and 15 minutes after Travis paused the show again to point out an unconscious fan. So he still came out after sort of all of this had happened, which is why it's fear that people are, you know, suing. I read an account, and and men that were talking before this, it's really hard to find, you know, it's moving so quickly, it's hard to find the actual number of lawsuits and, and all the actual details. I just read one on BuzzFeed that said something like, there were over 30 lawsuits that have been filed and like 28 of them were, were to Travis Scott himself and you read another one that said 18, but it's looking like at, at, at the moment there's there's going to be upwards of, you know, 20, 20 lawsuits against Travis himself and, yeah, Live Nation. Yeah, well, that number's only going to grow as well. Um, a, mm. a Houston-based lawyer uh, said his firm was close to filing complaints for 10 to 15 other plaintiffs and expects to represent more than 100 concertgoers by Friday adding there will be hundreds of plaintiffs by Friday, if not thousands. So it looks like there is plenty more to come. Yeah, and and when the story was first breaking, I was 
I was never in two minds about it. I knew that once you put your face and your name to something, you have responsibility and you should be held accountable to some extent for the loss of life to these people that were your fans that were coming to see you and support you. And and there has been times in the past where he's not treated them with respect, where he's like incited this kind of behavior. And it really reminded me of the Ariana Grande Manchester shooting and how that that was completely out of Ariana Grande's hands, yet she copped so much like flack for that. And it's just it's really interesting to in hindsight look at the Ariana Grande situation and then now sort of live through this Astro World situation too. Yeah, absolutely. If if you're if you're receiving all of the you know the profit from a concert like this, then you should be expected to take on the liability, you know, of of these things as well. Exactly. No, that's that's so true. If you you know if this all went well and was amazing and you had a great time, your fans were all happy and you made a whole lot of money, you get to celebrate that and enjoy that. But you know the downside of that is with great responsibility does come great liability and. This, I really do hope, I hope we see a change, like you should be able to go to a music festival and feel safe and your parents should be able to believe that you're safe or, you know, I, I just think this could show a, a bit of a change in um, the way these things are run, or I hope. Absolutely. I mean, every, we're not saying here that every every concert is like this, like, of course not. There are plenty of instances where there have been trouble in the crowd and the, the artist has stopped and made sure that those people are okay before continuing oh. the show. So this Hell this yeah. definitely this definitely isn't the norm. This is this is a, a an a seriously unfortunate mm. event. Um and a tragic one. And, mm. and a tragic one for sure. And hopefully the people that are responsible are held to account. And hopefully this never happens again. I know, I know. It's just it's yeah, it's it's awful and we will be keeping you all updated either through the newsletter or through you know, the the weekly shit show podcast. Nick, do you have a good news story that can sort of lighten lighten this lighten this episode? Yeah. So many of you will know Malala. She's the Nobel Peace Prize winner. Uh, and she got married today. Aww. Yeah, I know. It oh it's all the the photos are like beautiful if you want to go and check them out. So she said in a tweet, Today marks a precious day in my life. Sarah and I tied the knot to be partners for life. We celebrated a small nikah ceremony at home in Birmingham with our families. Please send us your prayers. We are excited to walk together for the journey ahead. Oh, and the photos are stunning. They are. No, it's really, really happy for Malala. Oh, that's a really cute um, good news story. Just like... I feel like Malala is just ingrained in all of us, like our age group, eh, growing up. Like yeah. everyone read I Am Malala, like everyone knows. She's, oh, fuck, she's such a good bitch. <laughs> yeah, good bitch. I think that's the first time she's ever been referred to as a good bitch. But, yeah, that's a very that, – for, for those that aren't from New Zealand, that's a very Kiwi term of endearment, like a, a very high honour. Very high honour. Nick, do you have a comment of the week this week? Yeah, I do. Um, on your post about uh, Doug the – I don't know, was it the world's biggest potato or New Zealand's biggest potato or something? It was just a huge potato. Some big potato, like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you've been hooking into the Uber Eats, have you, this lockdown list? Me during lockdown, just one huge potato. <laughs> Sorry, Kira. How do I follow on from that? <laughs> um, anyway, they have to haul this this particular potato, a little bit lumpier than you, and in in like a little kid's trolley that's that big. Anyway, 
I just I just saw this comment. It only had a couple of likes, but I really enjoyed it. It just said, Doug is beautiful. Oh, I think that's cute. I also think like a few things. Great name, Doug, as in like you dug the potato. Like only only cute ever think of that. Also cute the photo of like the dude pulling it around on the trolley. On the wee trolley, like it's a child. Actually, I saw another comment um on that post saying that they thought that because it was in like the back of a yellow like tonka truck and they thought it was a full-size truck and of the potato was like <laughs> full like back of the ute or whatever it was what in. like a 70 ton potato yeah like <laughs> and i thought that was funny i actually didn't bring a comment of the week so luckily i had that one in my head my favorite my favorite comments as a whole have been all the outraged people about top whether you use a top sheet or whether you don't use a top sheet. So What did I, you vote for? Yeah, well I was gonna say I wanna ask you. I use a top sheet. Yeah, same. Growing up we always had top sheets. Oh yeah, I, I know. I thank mum for the fact that we use top sheets. Now when I did go to uni and I started doing things for myself and I got lazy, I went through a bit of a no top sheet just duvet situation. Really? Did yeah. you? Yeah, even right up until like a few months ago. And now I'm back to the top sheet life and and it's I could never go back. I've always been committed to the top sheet. I didn't even know you could make a bed without a top sheet for a long time. I know. Another another one actually today we posted, do you wet your toothbrush before putting on the toothpaste or after putting on the toothpaste? And literally I saw a comment that said both. Like to be honest, most of the comments just said both. And it had like thousands of likes. Now, I put it on, I put the toothpaste on and then I wet the toothbrush. Yeah, I think I'm the same. It's almost like we grew up in the same household. I was going to say, it must just be in the way that you've been taught to do things. Um, One of our friends said that she doesn't wet it at all. She's an animal. She's a maniac. Who was that? Evie. Evie. Come on, Evie. <laughs> Evie. Evie. Pull your head on Evie. I know. So anyway, as always... For more mundane polls, you can come and find me on Shit You Should Care About, the Instagram, or Shit You Should Care About, the morning newsletter, which is the light of my life. You know this by now. You should be subscribed. It's the best thing ever. You can email me, and I will reply, and you can tell me things about my hot-sounding brother that I will, like, vom at and then send it on to him so he will always hear your feedback. Oh, also, thank you to everyone that voted in the podcast awards and then went on to email me saying that they'd named the shit show as one of three um, indie New Zealand podcasts that you should listen to, even though they were still under the impression that it was hosted by Loose Live and Rubes, when for a long time it has actually been Loose and Nick B the G, but still brilliant to be mentioned. Nick, where can the people find you? They can find me behind the behind the keyboard of the Shit Show Instagram. Just whack that into into the Instagram search bar, and you'll surely find us. And yes, Lucy does forward all of the feedback onto me, especially the cute ones. She hasn't she hasn't sent me any bad ones yet, so hopefully that means there haven't been any bad ones, and she's not just trying to protect me. No, I'm just waiting until like you really wrong me, and then I send them all in one go. <laughs> like fuck you, Nick. This is what we wake you think. <laughs> Nick's having too too good of a day today. Let's bring him down yeah. a little bit. No, I'd never do that. But thank you everyone for listening along. Please leave a review or a rating. Email me. Share this to your Instagram stories. Whatever you feel like doing, just do it. And just know that we love you and we will see you next week. See you later. 